difficult people, difficult conversations, disagreements. These things are going to exist no matter what role you're in, where you work, and what you do. But the authors of the Crucial Conversations book introduced a framework called Agree, Build, and Compare. It's essentially a way to arrive at agreement in the face of contention or disagreement from another party. And it's, it works like this. If you agree with something, agree with it. If you hear something you agree with but you feel like more detail needs to be added, then you build upon that. But if you disagree, you never, ever, ever say that you disagree. You compare. You compare your point of view versus the point of view that you're interpreting from the other person that you're talking to. And it is a fantastic toolkit to help us navigate these situations because ultimately they're going to come up in your, in your work, in your role, and even in your personal life. And the way in which we navigate these will set you apart from others in your field. Things like agree, build, and compare, they're a tool. They're a tool that you put in your toolkit so that when you show up to do the best work of your life, you can rely on those tools to help you through these situations. Hi, I'm James, and this is Paved with Good Intentions. So let's start simple with agree. It seems simple enough, but it's kind of, the devil's in the details here. You only want to agree with something when you truly agree with it, right? Don't use it as just a marker to uh, switch the conversation around from you having to listen to getting your turn to talk. The success here of the agree part of the agree, build, and compare framework is that it has to be genuine, it has to be authentic, it has to be well-received by the other party. And authenticity is key here. Only agree if you truly actually agree in what you're hearing. But also, let's think about it. When you say, I agree, what are you really saying? You're saying you agree with your own interpretation of what you've just heard. Now, that's a cognitive gap, right? And that's a gap that you need to close with that other person. And this is where active listening can be very beneficial. So rather than just saying, I agree, and then moving on with your own point, take the time to say back to that person what you've just heard and what you've interpreted, but in your own words. Because hearing someone else's point said back to them, but in your own words, is immensely powerful in terms of letting them deeply understand you really do agree with what they're saying and you've understood them. And the reason it's so important to get this right, as simple as it sounds, is that this is what is going to build up the collateral and the currency upon which you're going to be able to navigate even the most contentious and disagreeable situations. If you don't start building up that collateral with agree, then you've got no hope of being able to build, let alone compare. Now, build is when you've heard something, you've interpreted something, because remember, there's a difference between hearing and interpreting and what was said to you. But you've heard it, you've interpreted it, and you've thought, yeah, I agree with that, but I think there's some more detail I need to add here. And I think there's two key reasons why we do this. The first use case here would be that you've heard something, but you want to get absolute, content absolute consensus and agreement on it. You feel like it's an absolutely uh, you know, pivotal, uh, fundamental point that we need to get consensus on. And so you'll take what you've heard, add in the extra detail by building upon it, just to make sure you've got consensus. Or sometimes it can be when you're approaching what you think will be the contentious point of the discussion, you use building to introduce the point that you think may be contentious or may be the source of disagreement. Rather than just leading straight in with the, hey, I think this and, you know, trying to, to hit the, you know, go head on into the, in, into the argument, 
you can use build to take a point that you think is the basis of common understanding and then add more detail to it, build upon it, to test out whether you have agreement and consensus from the other party. But again, active listening is the key here. Say back to the person what you've heard, what is the basis that you're building upon, and then build upon it. Don't just launch straight into your own point of view here. But again, what we're doing here is this is an exercise in building collateral and trust with the other party, right? And that's why we build upon something as opposed to just introducing our own point of view uh, out of the blue. So you've agreed where you have agreement and you, you've built um, wherever you felt it was necessary to do so. But before we move on to compare, I think that's an important point to just delve into with build. There's times to use build and there's times to just agree and there's times to just stay quiet. If you just agree with something and you don't have anything valuable that is going to truly progress the conversation, just agree and let it go. It's not an opportunity to pile on or to one up in the conversation. You know, conversations where there's always got to be someone that has to put their two cents in, that has to be heard, that, that's got to, you know, plus one it and agree with it and add their little bit to it as well. Those conversations get so tiring, right? And so be careful with when you use build, right? It's kind of like the idea of, you know, before you say something, think, is it, you know, is this true? Is this necessary? Is this kind? Before you build on something, think, is what I'm building on here actually progressing the conversation? Is this adding value and helping me get to the point of agreement that I'm looking for? Because if it's not, just park it. It doesn't need to be said. Because then we move on to compare. And compare is where the conversation really gets interesting. And this is where this framework comes into its own. But you can't just go straight into comparison and comparing. You've got to have taken the time to build up the agreement and the building, to build that trust, to build that collateral. Compare is simple enough, right? Rather than locking horns and, and adopting a defensive or offensive position and saying we disagree with something and, and, you know, entering into a shouting match of our own opinion versus their opinion, you compare. You state what it is you've heard from the other person, what you believe to be their point of view, and then you compare it to yours. Neither's right, neither's wrong. You don't enter the territory of belittling or, or disparaging the other person. You don't need to make jokes about it or make light of it. You simply point out their point of view, and that's not you agreeing with it either. And then your point of view. And you dissect the differences between the two until, on the basis of that commonality you've established through agreeing and building, you can find a way to resolution. This is why comparing is really, really powerful here, because it disarms the conversation. But you can't start comparing too early in a conversation. So when you sit down with someone and you feel like it's heading straight into a point that you're going to have to compare, but you're not ready to do that yet, you haven't built up enough of that collateral through agreement and building, there's two tactics that I think are particularly useful. One is what I will call the vulnerable diversion. I used to meet with an executive coach who, without me realizing, was doing a fantastic job of building a relationship and a rapport between us by starting off every meeting by entering into just a, a conversation about something personal about her or about something that was going on. And it took about three or four meetings with her before I sort of caught on to this. And I was like, hang on, every time we meet, the meeting begins with you offering up some random fact that we then engage in a bit of conversation with. And what I realized was in conversation about this was it was a, it's a, it was a somewhat deliberate ploy to, to really build that rapport and build that empathy by showing vulnerability. And that could be as simple as sitting down with someone and just offering up, you know, what you did on the weekend, what you did that was interesting, or something that's happened in your day. 
ultimately what you're doing here is you are showing to the other person that you're human, that you're vulnerable, you're just like them, and you're trying to build that rapport through humility. Now, if you can't do that, sometimes sometimes that can be a little bit of a, a, a little bit of a too uh, hard of a pill to swallow. Um, the other thing you can do is you, you can try and take a little bit more of a clinical approach of trying to step back and looking for commonality in the higher order principles or the, the broader um, you know, framework or ideas that might be at play here. So if you get into the conversation, you realize, uh-oh, we're heading straight for that contentious point and you're not ready to compare yet. Take it a step back, right? Say to the person, look, hang on, before we get there, let's talk about why we're doing this or let's make sure we're on the same page about what's important here. Let's talk about what success looks like, right? You've got to find that commonality. This whole thing works because it finds commonality and it leverages commonality. That's the beauty of it. It sounds so simple, right? Agree, build, compare. But the foundation of it, the agree and build, is, is where the strength comes from to then allow you to compare to avoid those disagreements. Now, ultimately, what you're doing is you're avoiding that notion of, of being concretized or being dug in. Right? I've been in so many conversations before I, I learned to use this technique where unbeknownst to me, I just adopted or, or had, had had to feel like I'd had to fall back into a defensive position. And then there's no way out. Right? If you get yourself into a really defensive posture or worse, a really offensive posture, that is, you know, you, you feel like you're having to defend your position. You, you feel like, you know, you've got to uh, you've got to come out of this emerging victorious then I hate to tell you, but you're in for a rude shock, right? Because the other party will dig in just as much as you are and you'll end up at odds with each other and you won't make any progress. And that's what you're trying to avoid here. You're avoiding getting stuck in and concretized on a particular point of view or a particular posture. Now, the commonality that you build and you leverage, I think one of the things that, that has been interesting for me when I've gone through this process and tried to adopt this is I've realized that there is a fundamental common ground between two people that is inescapable, right? You're both human. And the agree, build and compare framework in this technique works particularly well in face-to-face -face conversations. And I think the reason it works so well in face-to-face -face versus electronic communication is that it's not just about the immediacy of that back and forth in the communication. It's about the fact that you can't escape the reality that you're two human beings, flaws and all, talking to one another. And so it's important to keep this in mind, you know, when, you, when you're stuck in almost a keyboard warrior kind of situation of going back and forth in email, um, you know, back and forth on chat, electronic media is immediately dehumanizing. Um, and that dehumanization is deceptively comforting at best and really quite enabling at worst, right? It feels comfortable because we're at arm's length. We're not faced with the person um, and, and we, we feel, you know, somewhat protected, or, you know, in, in our ability to fire off a quick message and, and, and we think we might get away with something. I guarantee you, you never do, right? You don't get away with it. But we, we get stuck in that electronic mode of communication because it's a lot easier and it feels more comfortable because we don't have to face the other person, right? It's a lot of the uncomfortability that comes from facing someone face-to-face -face is not knowing how that conversation will go or the fear of not being able to deal with the conflict that might arise. And this is where agree, build, and, and compare gives you one of these tools that you can put in your toolkit to help deal with those situations. 
you'll find you're a lot more calm going into any given conversation, even if you know it's likely to be contentious, if you know it's likely to be a disagreement. If you've got those skills in your armory that you can, be, that you can grab a hold of and use to help diffuse the conversation and navigate your way through it. I'm James, and this has been Paved with Good Intentions.